0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Old Guard New Blood, episode 25. And we're talking about Google Search Console for SEOs. My name is Dixon Jones, and I've got another uh, fantastic um, group of people in with me uh, Santia, Olga, and Natalie. Uh, thanks very much for coming in, guys thanks for talking to us uh, talking with us today uh, it's a good time to talk about google search console because uh, google have just come out with uh, a new api command we'll get on to that uh, but why don't we just start by uh, getting you guys to introduce yourself um, uh, Olga, why don't you start tell us about you and where do you come from?
1: So my name is Olga. Uh, I'm from Poland. Uh, Currently, I am the um, director of SEO at Market JD, a Chicago-based company uh, that does SEO for uh, lawyers. So uh, I've been in SEO for almost 10 years. So that's that's my thing, and I am an SEO geek.
0: Well, we're all SEO geeks here. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> thanks for coming in, and thanks for coming back again as well. It's a pleasure, uh, Natalie. To Natalie, uh, t- tell everyone about you and, and yourself, and where you come from.
2: I am a freelance SEO consultant. I've been in the industry for thirteen years. I do sort of cover the whole spectrum of SEO, technical content and links. I specialize quite a bit in migrations and the tech side of things these days. So I'm very much in Search Console pretty much every day. Yeah, I, this is my bread and butter. This is what I do.
0: And thanks, thanks for coming back for uh, uh, thanks for coming back in again uh, as well. I mean, I think everyone has been uh, on webinars with me in the past here, especially Santé, who uh, is is also a justing ambassador. So obviously, Santé, you know, uh, you're, we've we've known each other for a long, long time, uh, and you can tell by our faces that we're very old. But Santé, tell us about you. Where you come from?
3: Yes. Uh, good evening, everybody. Um, my name is Santé. I'm a search marketing consultant uh core business is uh seo um should i say how long i've been in the industry uh Dixon? yeah
0: it's on your website mate it's, it's on your linkedin okay. profile 27 okay, so, years it is at the 20,
3: moment <laughs> 27 years and counting um we've done a, a considerable number of uh, things over over the years um evolving with the industry uh and of course uh search console is uh the uh, let's say this the, the the tool that i normally use uh i'm an order of magnitude uh, kind of person and i find that search console when it comes to the information uh, that the basic information that you need to know if you're pointing in the right direction and that is the is the place to go.
0: So guys, thank you all for coming in. Um, it's great. Uh, just before we dive into uh, the subject matter today, I'd like to bring in my producer, um, David. Uh, David, is there anything I've missed uh, that we need to uh, need to cover before I carry on? <laughs> I'd
4: just like to highlight that you know we're going to have a wonderful episode today. We're going to have a wonderful episode next month and every month, of course, when um, this show's on. Um, just want to touch upon the fact that um next month's episode will be about internal linking that's going to be on the second of march i'll tell you more about that towards the end of this episode um but if you want to sign up to make sure that you don't miss that one live just go to majestic.com webinars
0: excellent and uh obviously majestic sponsored the whole of the uh the event so thanks for them for for putting things on uh certainly uh if you uh, use majestic um you may not know that you can integrate your Google search console, uh, into, uh, into majestic tools. So look that up. It's not that obvious to, uh, to find. Um, and it's kind of useful because it starts tracking things over time and, uh, uh, and means that you don't have to jump into Google search console for, for too many tools, but, uh, let's dive in. Um, thanks for a couple of people that are already, um, on live and, uh, uh um, GJ, I think, uh, said hi, um, to you Sante, uh, and, uh, so thanks for anybody. If you do want to ask questions, oh, and William's there as well, William Jones. So if you've got some questions in there, do ask them live. If you want to go in live next time, guys, if you're on the podcast, uh, sign up and we'll we'll just ping it when it goes live so that you don't have to, uh, you know, you, you'll know. You'll know if you follow you know, uh, any of us or follow me. Um, okay. So before we dive into to the API, I, I would love to find out what, the one uh, thing in Google Search Console is that you 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 each love uh, pick out something that you think is either particularly useful or something you can't live without. Um, Natalie, why don't I start with you? You know what what thing in Google Search Console is your go to um, section, if you like?
2: I say the thing that is the most fascinating and varied for me is the excluded part of the coverage report, looking at all of the different ways that your content is understood ignored by google filtered in a different way you it's usually the place where you find out all kinds of things about what's what's preventing your site from you know if there's a problem with the site being crawled and indexed it's usually the first first place i'll go to see if there's something you know absolutely glaring in there everything else is very useful performance Part you use all the time but the excluded
0: is, is the bit I like the most all right I I'm gonna find out what's what's in there in a little bit um, Olga what about you what's uh, what's your you know your go-to place
1: so uh, since I do a ton of technical SEO audits uh, that would be the technical SEO section for me that would be coverage report as well I I, I love uh, I love I love using that to check what pages are indexed by Google and uh, the same uh, I think equally important is the page experience report and core Vitals because the core Vitals there, um, this is a, like the uh, field data. So usually it's enough to just see what's there and you don't need to like worry about uh, what's in Google PageSpeed Insights too much. You don't have to like obsess about it because... It's, sometimes it's enough to just go there and see like the real picture.
0: Okay, so you're you're happy you're happy enough using the the page, um, you know the core web vitals in in Google Search Console, and it means you don't have to sort of use Google Lighthouse or or Lighthouse in Chrome. I can, but
1: I can kind of treat it. Uh, I I don't have to worry too much if not if everything is not green there. Uh, I, okay. I, I, okay. Yeah.
3: Cool. <laughs> Cool, cool, cool. Sante, what's your what's your bit? Uh, the, my first stop is uh, on the search results tab of the uh, of the search console. Um, I like to uh, the the first thing that I, I start feeding off of uh, in terms of information is uh, the the data that's coming out of there. Uh, I can manage barely to do some scripting in Python, so um, I I pull down a script, with a script I can pull down uh, the top 1000 search terms. And uh, off of that I create a a pivot table that I do a lot of uh, detailed results and we can go down that, uh, you know, talk about that a little bit more in detail if you know, you're know, interested in that.
0: So, and Craig, Craig jumps in with keywords baby in the, uh, in the, in the chat. Uh, and, and I have to say, okay, you're, you're old school in right there, you know, cause, uh, I must admit, I dive into the, uh, into the, the performance section as well. Cause I don't, I don't, really use rank checking tools, uh, uh, very much. Um, you know, even, uh, even, e- even the big ones, I kind of, you know, happily just dive in there and get, sort of get them to feel my way. Uh, but, um, that's probably because, uh, I'm not technically enough to do what Olga does and what Natalie does, to be honest with you. So I just go and look at the results of other people's work sometimes. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, obviously the, the keyword stuff is, uh, is, is where, where, where us as SEOs is kind of want to see these uh, see these impressions and these clicks going uh, going up and up and uh, it's kind of the the end game really um, and some of the other tools I think are, are part of the you know what do we have to do to change to 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 push it um, to, to push those, those results up so let's just go into because it's interesting though that none of you talked about the URL inspection tool which is kind of the very first tab if you go into Google Search Console for those listening um, and there's a, a URL inspection tool which which by default, you can sort of have a look at any one of the tools, uh, any, any one of your URLs. And it'll give you some some basic information about whether it's indexed in you in uh, in the index and uh, whether it's uh, uh, mobile friendly and those kind of things. Um, and and the, the 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 big news from Google was uh, that that tool is now available as an API, which means that you know other tools can can jump into it. Uh, I, I I mean I always thought that Google Search Console was all available in, in, in other tools, so I didn't really uh, I, I didn't really realize that this is a new a new thing um but it but it obviously is i mean uh, is it going to be useful for seo is it going to be useful for us in the industry um what kind of things might we use a, an api for the euro url inspection tool for i don't know if anyone wants to jump in
3: um i think uh, if we could uh, you know uh, in in uh, in i think it's uh it was conceived as a another as an additional piece of information that uh uh can be used to combine with uh all the other all the other uh data that 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 is available um so uh i I'm, I'm looking i look at it more as a kind of like in the, in the, the perspective of a data frame uh where you have a lot of features that are um, uh, available in terms of data. So you, uh, I, I tend to, as I mentioned, you know, start from the search results and the search terms and the URL, et cetera. And you can add to that on the same, if you want to look at it as a data frame or as an Excel sheet, you can actually add all of these different pieces of information, all of these features and put them in line and start looking at the bigger picture. So um, having an API to access that and actually uh, delivered to your doorstep, so to speak, uh, on a computer uh, can facilitate, you know, the integration of all of this information. Uh, and I think, uh, I might be wrong, but this sort of like falls in line with the the overall strategy of Google being uh, more powerful, uh, more and more powerful on the AI side of things and the machine learning is, T- tends to surface here in the search console for those who want to take advantage of it.
0: Olga, okay, is, is it something you've looked at? Is it something you'd like to use?
1: So I would personally use it to kind of uh, have the bulk list of all the URLs and the canonical that Google selected for those URLs versus the can- canonical that I declared. So this would be kind of a very useful thing for me. Well, especially when doing uh, an audit, a visibility audit, or a technical SEO audit. So, I would love to like have this all in a spreadsheet and be able to to draw conclusions.
0: So, uh, yeah. So, if you find differences between the the canonical you declare and the canonical that Google, you know, thinks is appropriate, uh, do you do you always? Um, think that the one that you declared is right or is it sometimes Google has a better idea even though and you change, change your own declaration or is it always Google's wrong or is it always Google's right?
1: <laughs> I think in some cases Google may get it better than, than we do. For example, Google may look at some external signals like links right to that URL and the in some cases, it 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 is it is good to like have that have that data and be able to to kind of analyze it and decide. Oh, maybe in that case Google was right, or if Google wasn't right, then I may work. Uh, I may try to improve the page, which I think is actually the canonical page. I may kind of try to change the internal linking of on my website so that Google kind of gets my intention better. So that's how I, w- I would. It's good to like uh, see Google's per- perspective in bulk and be able to, 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 to kind of um, compare it with your idea of what's canonical for your
0: site. Interesting. Uh, and, and Natalie, I don't know if there's anything you want to add on there, but I was going to ask about the, the limits. but
2: Yeah, well, I, I can talk about that, but I would just like to add to, to what Olga was saying that in your question about is Google usually wrong? If, if the thing has been set up, Correctly, and so the canonical setup is correct from the SEO's point of view, and Google comes back with a completely different canonical. Yes, Google is wrong, but it will be down to some other signals that the, you're you're serving it. So it's, um you know, that's that's the distinction. That so it's great to see that that disparity. And it'll be great to see it in bulk because at the moment we we just sort of spot check, and you do sort of get the gist of how Google is misunderstanding your intent, but um, it's far better to see, see it in bulk so I mean the, on, on the limit side 2,000 pages on, a, on an e-commerce site or a travel website isn't isn't a great deal of you know in the scheme of things, but you can persevere with that and, and they'll be able to sort of grab the data over a period of time. It's certainly better than, than what we have at the moment. I haven't done any kind of. Bulk I, I mean, data.
0: I guess though, two thousand is two thousand a day per site should be enough to find the patterns. I would guess, you know, because yeah. uh, usually if you've got a problem, it's across a whole folder or a whole, you know, subdomain or a whole section or something like that. I would guess.
2: Yeah, I'd persevere with that limit. You know, it's certainly better than than what we have. Yeah, for sure. I, the other thing I was going to say, I, I think it it's this is Google gaining control over index checking because and i haven't done this for for a while but there you know there are other tools that will allow you to do this index checking in bulk but it involves proxies and just huge amounts of sort of gaming the system that now hopefully this api will you know eradicate and make it easier for google and
0: not overload them that's a, i think that's a really good point as to why google are starting to really push these apis now because google has um for years tried to stop you know got really angry at the scrapers because you know the scrapers cause a lot of a lot of challenges for google um bandwidth wise so it makes sense for them to uh, to be a little bit more open with the data that they can give away at least before they start really hammering the uh, the scrapers and and complaining about about, about the scrapers, uh, which I suspect they will at some point in the future. Um, Craig came in with a question uh, or came out came in with a point uh, just there. Uh, he, say, he said he uh, said I was thinking to that you could use the uh the the uh, the API to automatically the URL API to automatically track crawls and indexing after site changes to try and reduce signal and noise. I don't think you can at the moment. I think that the I read the document. I, I'm not. You know, I just read the documentation before I came on. So, uh, But it doesn't allow you to do it on a live URL. So you've got to go into Google Search Console to check in, in live in real time. But the um, the API will only tell you what's indexed in um, Google Search Console. So it'll look up the the, the um, Search Console data uh, not a live URL. So you can't just change the, change on the fly and then use the tool yet. Um, however, uh, there is a, a bunch of things and it'll tell you when Last crawled, so you know at least you know when when you've checked it from, uh, and and maybe if we've got time at the end, I'll go and uh, read out the the output elements from the API just for for, for anybody that's interested um, for that. But um, let's leave the API for now. We can you know jump back in if if, if we want to. Uh, but uh, let's let's go back to some of the, the the other tools that you mentioned. And Olga, you talked about uh, the uh, page experience um, and the Core Web Vitals um, tools as as things that you like um, quite a bit. Um, how do you use those in your technical audits? You know, are they are they fundamental to to, to your whole approach? Um, you know, what, what How do they make you a better SEO?
1: So uh, I always check the site in with uh, Google Speed Insights and uh, Google Lighthouse, and because these tools can give us like more or less uh, the they give us useful tips on how to improve certain things to make our site perform better. But these are lab tools, so so they so so usually what they show us is in reality is better that, than what we see in those tools. So uh, if I see uh, if I analyze the site, I the first thing I do I check in in those tools, and if I have access to GSC, then I check what's in GSC because if in gsc uh for example all the page, all, all the all the pages have good 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 uh page experience and core vitals for mobile and now for desktop uh, are all like green then i don't think i have to spend a lot of time like uh, trying to improve uh working on on improvements that this uh, that, that for, for example google page speed insights is showing us because in some cases it is quite difficult to get them implemented especially if this is a huge site a very complex site and if if the site is already like passing them and is is green, then then I don't have to like obsess about it. I may say maybe you can work on like um, making those images smaller or and changing like or lazy loading images. But other than that, you don't have to obsess because you are green green there and and Google uh, when assessing sites. Uh, it only takes into account uh, field data, so so even with that, I I I, I can like uh, focus on other things uh, if that's okay.
0: I think that's a that's a that's a good point because a lot of uh, a lot of audits of the past of of the old school, if you like, uh, used to just bring out. A problem after problem after problem after problem uh, and you can find yourself with a you know 100 page audit of problems and, uh, and and no real uh priority for what to fix so you know being able to say what you don't have to fix is probably a pretty good uh, pretty good approach so uh, i think that i think that's useful um you guys uh, sante and natalie do you guys uh, use the the page experience and the the, the core web vital stuff much
2: yeah it's um It's very useful in terms of grouping pages of the same type together, so it's it's probably the first place to look when when analyzing core web vitals say you have pages that are poor or needs improvement. it groups them together, it tells you which are similar pages um, which saves you going to look at the pages and figuring out if it's the same template or not, so that's that's sort of the time saver. And I I echo what you're saying about the traffic light system in, in Search Console, that, that that wasn't always there, you know, that in Webmaster Tools, you did have to figure out what information was useful and what you could ignore. Now everything is very clear, red, amber and green. Um, I actually didn't realise that until. So, but yeah, of course, it makes it very much more accessible to, you know, other digital marketers who perhaps aren't as close to SEO. It can sort of help steer them in the right direction it's, I guess it's all part of search you know it's rebranded to search console from webmaster tools. The whole idea was to make it more accessible and less intimidating
0: yeah i, I, I you now now that everyone mentions it the red the the red yellow green all over the reports is uh, is very helpful actually um and it's just subtle but uh, but obvious when you when, when you see it um so uh Santa you were talking about the uh the um the the search queries and um uh, they can be very very useful to be able to see um you know s- see the the ranking data and the the impression data and stuff and hopefully seeing seeing it going up you can make you feel it uh, can make you feel good until it makes you feel bad and you've just had yeah. an algorithm change and it all goes wrong yeah, with it, you know exactly. so uh, you dive in with that every day you know what do you what are you using the, the those um keywords for
3: so there's uh, there are actually uh, two are fundamental ways of looking at that data, when you group it properly. Um, So, uh, if you take the the bulk of it, with 1000 queries, you can associate to each URL, the search terms that Google has identified, or at least wants to share with us. And you have your typical, uh, well, the way I have it set up, I do clicks, impressions, click through rate, average position, uh, and then query or landing pages. So, typically, uh, anybody uh, you know doing a- a SEO will have an editorial guideline and a list of pages or articles and search terms, topics around which each article is actually based. And so, the first thing that you can do is actually match up and compare the search terms uh, uh, that Google has uh, uh, proposed the page uh, against the ones that you have actually used and see how well they they compare. So you can actually see how well your SEO has been digested, so to speak, by uh, by Google. Uh, one second, a second thing that you can actually do uh, is reverse that table. And uh, for each uh, query... Uh, uh, you can associate the URLs and see if and how much or to which extent there is any ongoing cannibalization between search terms uh, so that you can actually uh, uh, sort things out uh, and make sure that, uh, you know, there is the right balance uh, and that you don't have, you know, several pages competing on the same search term
0: that's something that that for me i've got a specific issue that i'm dealing with now we're trying to to be honest with you we're trying to change the ranking from one page to another and in the pages tab it's really obvious so so in the queries and then you click on pages it's really obvious for this term uh that that we've got it's google's Google's trying to work it out. It's you know f- the impressions are 50 percent of this and fifty percent of that. A couple of others for a for a few, but it's really obvious that I've got some cannibalization issues going on. Google's not clear about the search term, uh, it, it, and um, and I need to do some some uh, some work on my end to uh, help Google decide which one is the is the right page. So I I, I would agree. I think it's an excellent tool for uh, uh, helping identify cannibalization issues, and also um, it's also good you know that 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 report is good for um discovering keywords that you didn't really necessarily know that you were already sort of doing some work for and you can you can exploit some of those and say right okay i didn't you know i i didn't know about this key phrase for my industry or for this client um uh, but now i know it i can uh, i can i can develop content and make it stronger uh, uh, make it stronger as well so uh, i think
3: uh, i think an interesting thing to add to that is um content curation, actually. Uh, so with this data from Search Console, you can actually identify those, uh, you know, based on just what you said, you know, understanding what's happening. So uh, uh, there may be some search terms that are surfacing uh, that are not ranking very well, but they could be an opportunity perhaps to uh, update the page or, or increase the size of the article and the, the reach and the depth, etc. So... That's another thing to keep in mind to avoid uh, uh, um, content rot, let's say, Uh, you know, just creating content and more content and more content that just gets buried and lost over the years.
0: Yeah. Okay. Very useful. And Natalie, um, the coverage report, that's not something I use very much and I probably, I'm probably, I'm sure I should. So uh, tell us how I can get some, some value out of the coverage report. What is it exactly again? Explain. Can you? <laughs> it's not a part I use.
2: So, no. so it tells you about the status. In summary, it tells you about the status of all of. It has data on all of the pages on your website. You can only within the interface interact with, unfortunately, like a thousand rows of the data, um, and that would be a great thing if they could start to open that up um, a bit, bit more widely to SEOs. I think that'd be super useful um but it's still as 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 you've been saying the the sample size should g- it gives you enough to go on um and it will tell you things like um the one that always fascinates me is um so again in the traffic lights you've got a a section for valid pages and then you know what you want there is in submitted and indexed you want that to be the highest number possible you don't really want other statuses to be there what fascinates me is there's often so many pages in a state that's called indexed, not in sitemap. That's usually one of the the things that um, uh, you know. How, however, useful XML sitemaps are in the scheme of things. You know, sometimes they're extremely useful. Sometimes it's just a box-ticking exercise. Um, but often that that opens up things. But you know, if that number is extremely high, and it's pages you've never really heard of, then you know you've got a problem. Um, and then the same goes for the, the excluded tab. Often there's data in there. Often it's advi- sort of um, evidence of Google actually doing its job. So um, identifying that it's a, a 404, a not found page or a, a page with a redirect. But it can also tell alert you to there being problems with the indexing of, of your content. If you've got high numbers of discovered, not crawled or... Crawled not indexed or discovered not indexed. I can't. Remember. There's sort of the the steps that um, Googlebot follows before it actually indexes. And if you've got a lot of pages stuck in those categories, again, it's indicative of a problem. And it's you know it just it just sort of helps you investigate the right areas if you've got a performance issue. It directs your inquiry quite well.
0: I'm going to just jump in there. We've got a question from Craig again. Uh, question: are, are any of you using uh, Google Search Center as part of your sales prospecting? If so, how? Um, I don't know. Am I um, only only? Uh, well, I would say I'm only using that if I find a uh, uh, find a new a new keyword that leads me to a, a market avenue that that I didn't realise was my market, which I probably shouldn't have done because i'm supposed to be the marketing guy and should know that um uh so i don't really use it for sales prospecting um i do use google analytics because then i can see where my referrals are coming from for that um because if i i've got a uh, an article that's come out from somewhere and it's talking about our, our product or whatever then it can be very useful um to uh to work with the people that gave us the uh the citation i think i don't know if anybody else has got any uh insights as to you know using it directly for you know developing sales leads
2: not not at present i don't have my own website to my shame but um if managing the the search console for for, for your agency um kind of similar to what you, you were saying dixon about um working out where your referrals come from in, in analytics you know there may be uh specific case studies if it was a, a well-stocked agency website with specific case study information and you saw that that was gaining a lot of traction perhaps then that could i'm sort of thinking uh theoretically here
0: we'll move on from that one then unless anyone's going to put their hand up and say yeah i've got this really you know rock solid idea i think uh i think we're we're more at the end of you know how can we use it to get more traffic not necessarily how to uh how to how to do outreach on that particular one there one thing i did notice about search console i was going through all the um uh well the the relatively limited number of uh sites that i have uh access to because i'm not an agency i haven't got a 100 of them but i've got i've got a fair few i suppose and and they've been around for a long time most of the ones i've been uh been with because i'm old um and i didn't really pay attention to the fact that um in some websites, I go in and the performance tab just there's there's just one thing, there's just performance. Then in other ones, it also has search. Um search and discover as separate items. So, um, so Google discover, uh, and then in other ones, it's got Google news, um, where, where they've seen results in Google news. So what's interesting is that different people going into Google search console start to see different things. And I, and I only just realized that, you know, until, until your website appears in Google news, you're never going to see a Google news, um, tab on your, uh, on your Google search console and same with Google discover. So, um, you know, I, I I guess uh, you know if if you don't have those, you know, what can we do to get ourselves into Google uh, Google News and getting it onto Google Discover? Any anyone got any uh, thoughts or ideas on how you uh, how you get into those those tools those those areas and get get something on the screen?
1: So I, I can I can give you an example from my own site. So uh, I started my own site like uh, a year and a half ago, and I was uh, publishing very regularly and. Basically, within two or three months, I started to appear in Google News like a ton. I sometimes even got more than one, uh, 1 2,000 clicks per day. But this year, uh, last year, uh, around November, I, I kind of uh, start uh, stopped uh, publishing so so often. And uh, starting in January, my Google Discover traffic practically died. So. <laughs> I think you one of the things you need to do you need to like publish a lot a lot of add a lot a lot of fresh content
0: relatively often. Did you did you register your site in Google News somewhere to start getting Google News traffic? Because I remember that used to happen, but I'm so old that was 10 years ago. Um uh, and only uh, you know only sites that had, you know, ID numbers that were incremental in their URLs could get in.
1: I don't think that's necessary.
3: I have uh some first hand information. Um Alex, my son, he has a football site and he's uh he follows it regularly. He's into the technicalities of the game, etc. And his site has picked up considerably over the past uh 18 months. Um so he too has been publishing regularly. Uh I'm pretty sure that he did some kind of he he submitted the site for um uh, you know, to be featured in the news, uh, but like you say, Dixon, in, uh, in the past, uh, it was far more complicated, and the URLs had to have a certain structure, etc. So all that is gone now. Uh, I think uh, what Olga touched on to is, uh, is is correct. I think the the point is that you need fresh and accurate, uh, fresh and accurate information. Once Google, uh, let's say, um, likes quality and uh and believes that the quantity of your publishing is is good enough um uh, uh, things seem to get quite simpler let's say interesting interesting
0: uh natalie i don't know if you've got any thoughts on google discover or or or, or that uh i've got a little bit of stuff on google discover what i've noticed is that um Google Discover. So, for those that don't know, Google Discover. It's if you've got an Android phone and it's kind of they sort of appears on your phone as to what you should do to read today. I think is is what it is. I'm an iPhone user, but I do see when it appears in Google Discover, it started suddenly. You know, uh, inject some some life into my uh, into my stats um, in Google Search Console, which is great. Um, and what I have noticed is that because Google Search the Discovery is based very much around topics, um, there's a very close relation. Between there seems to be a closer relation between structured data and uh, particularly you know entity-based uh, structured data and topic-based structured data, and suddenly being able to appear in Google Discover because Google mm-hmm. can see a good match between somebody that likes hiking and a page about hiking that they think they'll be interested in, and that that is a good um, for for Craig um, that talked about it before. Uh, that is a good way of doing outreach using it because it means that you're now. Um, if you're, if you're, if you're getting Google discovery uh, results, then you're getting into the eyes of people that are already, um, you know, attuned to that particular topic. Um, and, uh, and they're going to read your content, even though they didn't see the content in the search results, which is, is kind of a, a useful thing. So I, I think so, you know, I, I don't know, have you, um, have you used, uh, have you noticed ways of triggering the, uh, the Google discovery, Natalie?
2: I'm just trying to think of the sites I work on that have news sections. It sort of popped up when it became became a thing um i i'm kind of echoing the thoughts of both Olga and Sante here i um it's no longer as difficult to get into Google News, but freshness is is very important. I have a question for that no, i know i 'm not the presenter Dixon but i'm interested in people 's views on You remember the age old concept of query deserves freshness?
0: I do. I do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then the the example that that we we used at the time was the Katarina, not the um, uh, Katrina. uh, And is it a a band or is it a a typhoon that, uh, not a typhoon? What do they call them in in, in America? Big storm that hit, yeah. (laughs) Big storm that hit uh, New Orleans. Yes. Yeah.
2: I'd be very interested in people's opinions on whether it, is still relevant in the way that it used to be or if things have evolved with the advent of other algorithm changes where it's sort of, you know, the search intent seems to be much more baked into... I've just been interested in people's views, really.
3: Olga, Sante, any thoughts? Yes. uh, You know, know, sticking to uh, our core uh, subject here, which is the search console, it's interesting at times to find how... um, The algorithm can get things wrong by just, uh, you know, seeing, uh, identifying a few terms that are ambiguous and that can be interpreted in a different way. uh, You will see that uh, from time to time, a page will surface for a very strange, unrelated search term, uh, at least in the context of that website. Um, and that this happens, this has happened to me and a number of times because, because of typos, uh, or things that where a word can be, uh, interpreted, uh, in a different way. I have seen that happen. Um, so it is indeed very important, uh, to, um, be very careful about how things are structured, about the, how content is structured, um, and the, let's say even the simplicity of uh, your phrases and how they are structured. Although, uh, you know, search engines tend to, um, you know, uh, publicize the fact that they're highly intelligent, I tend to think of the, the, the entity search engine as a big, overgrown, very smart child. So it's smart, but it's always a child. And so it still needs guidance. It needs the direction. It needs the comfort of certainty. Let's say, uh, and you can do that by making sure that uh, all the content that you write is simple. Let's say.
0: I, I love the philosopher in you there. Know? <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to go and say I think maybe it's not portrayed in the same way by Google. You know, the the concept that that, that I don't don't know if Query deserves freshness is much in their documentation uh, anymore. But I think that the idea that, you know, an idea becomes important does very much get triggered by Google. And I think that uh, when a new... I think for Google, it's all about being able to understand when a new phenomenon thing, whatever becomes important. So I think for them, probably Google trends is a very important tool in the background for them so that they can start to watch out for spikes and things. And when a spike happens across many, many searches for a particular idea, it means that something has probably happened in the zeitgeist and, uh, and they, they, they need to probably have some, some other algorithms jumping in to, to give fresh content more meaning or stuff that they can see that they discovered, you know, after the date of the spike, probably for a period of time, will have much more waiting, um, is, is my opinion. Um, how it, how it plays out. I haven't, I'm not, I'm not an expert. Well, okay. Supposedly, I am supposed to be an expert, but Google haven't told me per se. <laughs> Shall we say? <laughs> uh, okay, um, guys. There was one other thing. You know that that idea of of Google Search Console getting busier as. Um, as, you, as as it gets used more. I, I also saw in the enhancements reports as well. I, started, I was looking, comparing the different systems and uh, uh, and the en- enhancement reports, some of them just had, you know, breadcrumbs as a tab. Another one had videos and, and site link search box as a tab. And then I started looking and seeing another one with AMP and FAQs and stuff. So I went and looked at the documentation and there are absolutely, there's, there's about 50 different things that can come in, um, all the way down to, uh, to, to, you know, uh, fact check schema and stuff. And, and it all seems to relate back to schema, different types of schema. So, um, you know, how much are you guys using schema these days compared to, uh, a couple of years ago? Um, I guess is my last question, or what kind of schema do you guys enjoy using?
3: As you know, I mean, I've, I've done a considerable amount of schema uh, venturing off the, the beaten path. Uh, yeah, you you the and past. I
0: spent a lot of time on schema on Majestic
3: stuff. Bro. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, so let's say that um, I've had very good results with, uh, with, the, with the use of schema. Um, I think the, uh, there is a, uh, an unidentified boundary uh, that, uh, Google conceals, uh, quite, uh, you know, does, that goes to a certain, to a great extent to conceal how much of that data they actually use to, um, um, evaluate page and the topics on the page compared to the, uh, amount of effort that they put into actually Using that data uh, to provide to feature that page with a rich with a rich snippet, and how the um, how closely uh, is the structured data uh, uh, valued uh, when it is compared to the content that is on the page. And yeah, so these are, these are these are burning kind of of topics, you know. Because if your if your if your content is not is if if it's not laser focused on uh, the the uh, not very much in tune, let's say, with your schema, you know how how well is that schema? How much how well is the work that you're doing on all on the effort that you're putting into that schema? Is how is that going to pay you back? That's that's a, an interesting piece of research that I honestly have not done. But uh, it would probably be interesting to know.
0: Yes, very. Uh, I, 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 and I what I, what I think Majestic should do is a, a competition, maybe, and maybe that's my my next pitch to Majestic, or do a competition of how many how many different types of schema can you get in the uh, in Google search console divided by the number of pages you've got in the in well number of pages you've got in the Google search console divided by the number of different featured snippet types that uh, that it's picking up uh, and uh, see how efficiently you can uh, you can get all of the all of the things uh, triggering um do you guys all use Bing uh, webmaster tools there's a, there's a a lot of stuff in there um, uh, and, and if you do what do you like and 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 that's uh, GJ Bramer's uh, Question and we'll we'll lead out with that question. I think, um, you know, do, do are you guys using the Bing Bing Webmaster tools?
1: I do, I do. Although I don't use it like all the time, uh, it has a bunch of kind of uh, interesting, uh, interesting tools there. Uh, one of them, it kind of can scan your site if I remember correctly and kind of show you some uh, some insights, technical SEO insights. So. I use it, but I know I should and could use it more because this is a very nice resource. But I always uh, kind of don't have enough time to to go there because there is a lot going on in Google Search Console and, and on the Google side.
0: Natalie, do you use uh, Bing Master Tools enough?
2: Not as much as I should. It's one of those uh, <laughs> that I get reminded that it exists every six months and oh yeah. <laughs> But like um, probably more frequently, if if I'm running Bing ads, I recall that there is Bing Webmasters and and as August says, that there are some great reports in it. It's just um, unfortunately, I, 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 is, it's a very Google centric world, isn't it?
0: I I, I like. Um... Uh, Microsoft uh, Clarity, I think they call it, uh, yeah. which is, uh, I'm sure, is somewhere in the Bing, Bing, Bing stuff uh, where it's kind of effectively showing you heat maps, which is Google doesn't do anything like that in Google Search Console. Um, uh, and uh, it's nice to have, um, you know, see heat maps of where people are clicking or not clicking and, and paths through the site and stuff. So I think that uh, there's a lot going on on Google Webmaster Tools, uh, on Bing Webmaster Tools. So, you know, uh, Santi, I'll let you come in. I apologize for cutting you off there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing we've known each other for 25 years yeah,
3: <laughs> it's, it's it's really just a matter of as you as everybody mentioned it's a matter of time actually you know uh so data is uh, is a deadly addiction it uh you can just spend hours uh, uh analyzing and asking yourself questions and trying to find answers and answers just uh, ask for more questions at times and so it, at, at the end of the day you s- tend to stick to unfortunately I must say you, know, you go with the flow and everybody is uh, the, as Natalie said it's Goog- we're Google centric at least for now and uh, you, we tend to forget that the the other the other aspect is that uh, at least uh, I do you know, considerable amount of work on Italian uh, websites and the amount of traffic that you know, goes via Bing. Coming into sites via Bing is is extremely low.
0: But the but if the if the analytical data is still telling you how to make your site better, it's still still quite a good uh, quite a good thing. I, I, I'm sure Dwayne Forrester will be very unhappy to, and, Fa, and Cam, Fabrice Canel will be very unhappy to uh, hear that we are uh, not giving uh, Bing Webmaster Tools as much of a uh, a look in as, as as perhaps we should. But uh, you know we guilty we're guilty of time time constraints i guess that's the thing that's the thing. so um another fantastic uh, show guys thank you very much i'll just quickly before we go for anybody that um was was interested the uh, the output from the url api um i think uh things like the uh, the the time um, that it was last uh, last looked up and put in there um, whether it's mobile-friendly um, whether it's indexed properly uh, and all the things that essentially are, are in the URL inspection tool um, on the on, on Google search console uh, but uh, but you can't yet yeah, do it live so it's it's basically looking at what's already indexed so just before I go David, um, uh, before I sort of ask ask everyone how 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 everyone can get hold of, well, let's do that first. Then, guys, how how can people get hold of you um, if they want to know more, if they want to engage your services? Um, where do they go, Natalie?
2: Um, mostly, you'll find me on LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, just search my name on LinkedIn. I think I'm the only one
0: of the only Natalie Mott that so those So those on podcast, guys, that's Natalie with an I-E and then Mott, M-O-T-T. so yeah. yeah.
2: Literally Google okay. me. Should, Google should Natalie
0: do Mott. Yeah. Should do the trick. That's, that's that's the answer you want to give as an SEO consultant, isn't it? Uh, and uh, the the problem is we can't do that with Olga because we can't spell her surname. So <laughs> okay, how are we gonna find you?
1: <laughs> Again, Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, I also invite you to visit my website, seosly.com So um, I hope you will manage to to spell my name, <laughs> to type my name and find me.
0: Olga is o o l g a and then we go Z A R Z E C Z N A. I can't even pronounce
1: it Zoz
3: there oh you that's go.
0: Perfect.
3: okay <laughs> okay <laughs> sante how do they find you same uh linkedin and uh and twitter are the easiest the easiest way uh, you can bing me as well or, uh, instead of google uh-huh. Work oh
4: good one in there good
3: one in
0: there uh, <laughs> saving face uh,
3: and uh be more than happy to answer any questions
0: thanks very much and david um why don't you come back in here and tell us about what's happening on next week's episode and uh and help us out here
4: oh t- t- talk us out here so um, i mentioned briefly at the beginning of the episode that next Months uh subject will be internal linking. That's going to be episode 26. It's going to be on the 2nd of March at 12pm Eastern Standard Time, 5pm GMT. On that one, we're going to have Orit Mutsnik. Now, Orit's just started as SEO Director at Forbes. So congratulations on the new role there. I'm um, looking forward to have Orit on there with andy drinkwater andy drinkwater.com and mag sakura from intrepid digital sign up at majestic.com slash webinars to make sure you don't miss that one excellent Definitely. so guys
0: it just leaves me to say thank you ever so much for coming in uh, to my uh, to my panelists Sante, olga and natalie uh, and to the audience out there as well in podcast land uh, see you next time for another edition of um, old guard new blood bye guys
3: thank you and thank you very much everybody bye, bye.